As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Tonight on Sound Off, we're going blackout. I, uh... I don't, I don't I don't think this is a good idea. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. We we should have tested this probably now that I've seeing it. It sounded a lot cooler. Yeah, it's, it's not working and we don't have alternate uniforms. Yeah. Um, Ar- Arthur, can you turn the lights back on? Thank you. Much better. All right, it is uh, time to sound off. 515-282-9010 is the number and the hot topic. 10-0. and 0. That's the hot topic. A year after losing all its trophy games, Iowa wins its third, right? Third yeah. already. Uh, yep. Cyhawk, Heartland. And now Floyd of Rosedale. If you're looking for an area of concern, Iowa did give up 35 points to previously punchless Minnesota. What will the playoff committee think of that? 515-282-9010. Iowa City Police took a complaint call at 9.18 p.m. Saturday night. Someone thought the stadium was just too damn loud. And he called from an apartment more than a mile from Kinnick. Now, that's a good atmosphere. And it should be. Uh, Iowa is 10-0 for the first time in school history. And the blackout uniforms look sweet. Easy to read the numbers, too. Look for more pushback from Colin Cowherd. Cowherd honestly doesn't think Iowa is that good. And Cowherd's killing Iowa's schedule. But he's now trolling furious Hawkeye fans the way Andy Fails reeled in bison. Grapple on the gridiron exceeded expectations. 42,000 fans for an outdoor wrestling match. And it felt like the crowd was even bigger. Looked that way, too. It's almost overlooked that Iowa took down the number one team in the nation. Iowa State could have, some say should have, beaten Oklahoma State again. The Cyclones dominated the first half, but the Cowboys made adjustments. ISU didn't. The Clones let one get away, but so far, no quit in this team. Thanks to Missouri, revenue-generating athletes now realize just how powerful they are. And to quote Ben Parker, with great power comes great responsibility. Football players helped force out a president. That's an attention-getter. Keith? I think the Colin Cowherd Iowa football beef is funny. <laughs> Cowherd is very good at his job. You may not like him or like what he has to say, but he gets people talking and brings strong opinions. Remember, if he's talking about Iowa, that means Iowa is relevant. Now, where Cowherd fails is using facts. Instead, he uses clever analogies, funny words, and exaggerations. When he says Iowa has played Illinois State, Iowa State, Lamar, and Panera Bread, 
That's kind of funny. He's trolling and also exaggerating to his audience to make Iowa's schedule sound worse than it is. But anyone who does any research would know Iowa's out-of-conference schedule is actually tougher than Alabama's. The Tide play Wisconsin, Louisiana Monroe, Middle Tennessee State, and Charleston Southern. Those last three teams are ranked lower than Illinois State, which would make Bama's out-of-conference schedule softer than Panera Bread. As for the Hawkeyes, I don't think Iowa is the best team in the country, but right now they're deserving of their number five ranking. When top 20 teams are losing every week, Iowa continues to win, even if it's ugly. LSU got rolled by unranked Arkansas. Stanford loses to unranked Oregon. Heck, TCU almost lost to Kansas, and Michigan needed double overtime to beat Indiana. Two games left. Iowa needs to shore up the D-line and linebacker play, and they'll have a shot at the college football playoff. Let's get to some live phone calls here. Uh, Randall is in Des Moines. Hi, Randall. Uh, what, what's your take on the Hawks this weekend? Well, I think the Hawks are going to win, but I w- was more curious about what you think Iowa will do in Lincoln against Nebraska. Oh, we still got another week to get there first. Um, I, I, think that's a, I think that's a game that Nebraska is going to try to make its whole season and they're always tough in Lincoln. I, I think Iowa will take that game seriously. The Hawks should win, but it's no guarantee. And, and let's be honest, Nebraska is playing a lot better these last two weeks. I think they've had two or three losses in the final possession, yeah. Nebraska. But these last two, re- two weeks, they've looked a lot better. And you don't think they'd like anything better than to ruin oh. Iowa's season on the final game of the year. They would love it. Oh, that, that, that would be the icing on their cake. And I believe if Nebraska does that, they would become bowl eligible as well. The guys at the College Football Analytics uh, website say that game is actually much closer on paper than, than you might think. But that's looking yeah. ahead. Iowa first has to play Purdue. Chris is in Des Moines. He's going to switch us over to the uh, Cyclones where Iowa State had a chance to again beat a top 10 Oklahoma State team. Look for a while like the clones might do it, but it didn't happen. What did you think? Well, I've got to first say this, and I heard John's comments at the beginning of the show. I would love, as a season ticket holder to the University of Alabama, to play Iowa any day of the week. I didn't say, Alabama, I didn't say Iowa was better. I said they're out of conference no, schedules didn't. better. You didn't, but what I, what I called about is simply this, and this seems to be a reoccurring theme in Ames. I'm going to continue to support the players and I think they should be because they're student-athletes. But when I see time and time again, when the team comes out in the second half and doesn't have all the tools to compete, and I'm referring to halftime adjustments, what you've alluded to, we've seen it multiple times this year. We've seen it multiple times over the seven-year period. My question is simply this. When is it going to end? Because that team came out fired up in the first half and played on emotion, but did not make a single adjustment for the second half and the game plan that they started with clearly didn't work in the second half. I think a lot of people are asking yeah. uh, that, uh, asking those tough questions. And I, I also think that when you're Iowa State, you cannot allow the other team, especially a team as talented as Oklahoma State, extra chances it, it doesn't need or not be aware of the down 
the, the down and yardage needed for a first down? Yeah, Iowa State you, coaches thought on that final drive, they thought I they know. had a first down, but then it was third down, and then they threw the ball, and then they tried to run the ball, when and you it, was, see, it was just a mess. When you see that, you got to call timeout. When yeah. you figure out that you have the wrong play in there for what you thought the down and distance was, you got to call a timeout. And I, th- I think what Iowa State fans are mad about, these highlights here, we're seeing a lot of these from the first half. Iowa State looked good yes. in the first half, really good. Then all of a sudden, the second half rolls around, and the offense went to kaput. There's nothing. You can't do that against the number five or number eight team in the country coming into your own place. You want to beat them, you got to keep pouring it on. Yeah, keep it's, moving uh, down the field. Similar to what happened when Iowa State played Iowa. Yeah. There, there just was no offense Nothing in the second, in the second half. half. Uh, Chris is in Iowa City, home of the uh, 10-0 Hawkeyes. Chris, what did you think of that game? Well, and I loved the game, but just the entire weekend, which, I mean, the marketing department had dubbed Hawks fan heaven, um, was just an absolute smashing success where there was um, – I mean, the basketball game before, sure, but the main event of the grapple uh, in the morning and then the night game at Kinnick. I mean, the stars aligned, the weather was perfect, and quite frankly, I think I made a great choice to be a 50-year student here at the university. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations. Money well spent. On that. Look at the grapple on the gridiron. Uh, I I, I was sitting in the stands for this. Uh, Jenny and I went. And it looked like more than 42,000 fans to me there. Those sides were almost all the way full. It was a great day for wrestling uh, just to have this kind of event. And the weather could not have been more perfect in mid-November. I would bet that there are 80% of college football teams in the country that don't get 42,000 fans to their game. It was really I mean, impressive. This, this is, I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> That's the best shot right there, the Brands Brothers. But 42,000 for a wrestling match? Look at the side that goes all the way down to the end. Uh, let's get to lookalikes. Old Spice is our judge. Jamie says... Wednesday's storm on radar looks like Wait. Herky. Now, you have to look. Do you see Herky in, in, on the radar there? Old Spice I, says I it's a match. I think I can. I see a couple of legs and the wings flapping. That, that's when you know your team is undefeated, when you start spotting the mascot on radar. <laughs> uh, Ryan thinks Iowa cornerback Desmond King looks like Ronnie from the movie Role Models. Old Spice? He does. I can see that, yeah. We were wrong. Now, is that so hard to say? It shouldn't be. I'll tell you which fans should be saying it next in What's Bugging Andy. Like us on Facebook. A lot of Hawkeye talk. No surprise there. Douglas writes, win is a win. Didn't look pretty, but you guys did win. Don't let your guard down because Purdue and Nebraska want to end a perfect season. Brian writes, Good for the Hawks, but have to laugh at the fact early in the season they couldn't sell out Kinnick. Now everyone is on board. Don't bother trying to argue or defend it. Good luck, Hawks. Michael commented about the grapple on the gridiron. As a Wisconsin fan and guy who grew up around wrestling, I got to respect this event. Fantastic effort and event. I'll even give a go Hawks for this one. Mm. Uh, We all know someone who thought Iowa needed to fire Kirk Ferentz. Getting those fans to admit it now not as easy and it's what's bugging Andy one of the best things about Iowa's amazing season is that no one saw it coming a pleasant surprise is one of the most universally welcomed things in all of life after all and ones this big are caused to double or triple the celebration but you see some of us can't just be happy with the pleasant surprise we're feeling a little bad about being wrong 
Some of us predicted three or four losses for Iowa, some of us more. Some didn't renew their season tickets because they didn't think the games would be any fun. Some went so far as to say that Kirk Ferentz should have been replaced last winter and they wouldn't cheer for Iowa again until he was. Well, those people might technically be wrong now, but they weren't wrong for feeling the way they did at the time. Things were stagnant, they were dull, and they weren't successful to the degree that they once were. And most of their opinions about Ferentz and Iowa football were very, very common across the Hawkeye Nation. Of course, now, many of those fans are feverishly searching for a way to unring those bells. And they're trying to claim that they were one of the faithful few who never stopped believing, <laughs> not for a minute. It's not them. It's the other guy. Well, I didn't say that Kirk Ferentz should resign. You're the one who said he should resign. Well, I didn't say he should resign. You said he should resign. What is wrong with him? People, please. Pretty much everyone had his doubts that Ferentz would find a way to right this ship. All right, th there was one guy who didn't. Don Hassel. <laughs> you know him as Chris's dad. He never stopped believing in Kirk Ferentz. Now, Don Hassel is a nice guy. Don Hassel is a real sports fan. But if you spotted Don Hassel three points, he'd pick the Hawkeyes over the New England Patriots. <laughs> The rest of us didn't have that kind of faith, and technically, we're wrong right now. But that's hardly something to get hung up over. In case you didn't notice, <laughs> the rational world doesn't take us seriously to begin with. It knows that we're sports fans. We're nuts. Rational people know that fan is short for fanatic, and fanatics cry wolf. They rush in, and they're wrong a lot. So here's a lesson for those who are hell-bent on calling all the one-time Hawkeye doubters onto the carpet. The joke's on you, man. You don't hold a sports fan to his word. You don't etch them into stone. You don't quote them on Sunday. You don't ask them to sign legal documents. You don't name your children after them because they're non-compost mentis. At best, dangerous at worst. And everyone knows it. Let all of the Hawkeyes... Don Hassel and those less faithful. Let them have their fill of fun with no regrets on the side. Their concern was not their fault. The fault is yours for trying to hold them to it. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Nicely done, Andy. Floyd of Rosedale is a unique trophy, but it can hang with some of the awkward trophies in Who's in Your Five. That and more of your live calls at 515-282-9010. Where's Conrad in Centerville? Conrad! Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. Iowa Hot Guy says Iowa can lose any game. They aren't going to out-talent anyone, not Bama. Have targets on their back. Hunted now, no longer the hunter. Justin tweets Iowa defense wasn't what we have come to expect but offense was unstoppable looked more like a big 12 game scored 40 points uh Chris says the big 10 title game is a lock nervous about Cooter Ray's boys ruining the perfect regular season that'd be worse than 2002. Ooh. Mark comments on the Iowa State coaching staff have to win out to even be considered for a return in my opinion feels like six and six is this staff's ceiling which is not enough 
All right, who's in your five? Awkward trophies. Awkward. Five awkward trophies. The wagon wheel, kind of cool, but that's an awkward trophy to carry around. Yeah. Uh, number four, the Army National Guard. Whoa, what? Uh, whoa. Combative whoa. trophy. Less, yeah. Wait, that, did you make this one up? No, that, no. This, no wait. That's, that's the trophy. You did not. That's, that's a real trophy. trophy. It's a real trophy. What's going on? You're probably. <laughs> You're probably wondering, how is that not number one? All right, number three, the Crab Bowl. Look at that thing. Number two, the STP Gas Booster 500. Is that a grandfather grandfather clock? clock. It's kind of cool, though. That thing weighs like 1,000 pounds, doesn't it? You can't put it on your mantle. And number one, the BNP 2015 Masters in tennis. It looks like he's holding a A a deer deer antler. Yeah, Yeah. Just chopped it off a deer's head. Oh, boy. Here we go. Conrad in Centerville. Uh-oh. Uh, many of you will recall after week one, Conrad wanted a new contract extension for Kirk Ferentz. Conrad, how are you doing? That Hawkeye train ain't stopping, boys. Conrad was the butt of your jokes weeks ago. It's time now. Do I need to drive to Kirk's house? Do I need to pick up Florida in an Uber? How do we get this done? What is it you want done, Conrad? We need at least five more years of Kirk. On top of the five we've already got. You want to lock Kirk Ferentz up to, for 10 years till he's, till he's 70. You think that's silly? I mean, we're 10 and 0, Murph. I know. I know. Is, where would you put Kirk on the uh, college football Mount Rushmore of coaches, any coach across the country? In a fist fight or in X's and O's? Uh, either. Uh, well, probably number number one. Hopefully not in a fist fight. He likes him. Conrad, uh, what's changed in your, li- <laughs> in your life since the blood moon night? That was, uh, that, that was something. Still riding high, buddy. All right. Hey, Conrad, good to hear from you. He wants Kirk locked up. Conrad is, is a real Man. fan, a real fan. Dale is in Ottumwa. Hi, Dale. Hey, how's it going? What Good. are your guys' thoughts on Marshall Kane going to NFL after the season? Uh, definitely has the leg for the NFL. He's missed a couple chippies this year and even a couple extra points, which make you scratch your head. Uh, I think accuracy has always been his thing, but he certainly has the leg at the next level. You got to be accurate. You can't. Yeah, the Lions had a kicker miss two PATs yeah, and today. The college PATs, what, a 20-yard kick? I mean, yeah, he, and he's missed a couple. So he's got the leg. He'll get a shot, but uh, kickers, man, that's tough to stick in the NFL. Next on Faceoff, Gary Barta asks fans to buy football tickets. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, Iowa Athletic Director Gary Barta sent out an email today to Hawkeye fans asking, even somewhat pleading, for mm-hmm. fans to show up next week against Purdue. That seems crazy considering Iowa's historic season, right? It's a reminder why you never want to lose a customer. Those customers make other plans, learn they can live without your product, find other things to spend their money. Still, 10-0 in the college football playoff conversation Iowa absolutely deserves another sellout for Senior Day. And I respect Gary Barta for asking fans to help. I'm not going to give him a hard time about that. And if they win, they're in the Big Ten title game. It's yeah. Big, big day. Wow. Iowa State lost on Saturday to fifth-ranked Oklahoma State. Or was it eighth-ranked Oklahoma State? We had the conversation here last year. 
When the NCAA is using the college football playoff committee rankings to decide its championship, those are the rankings. We use Associated Press up until the first committee rankings. Many newspapers like the Des Moines Register list both rankings, but only one matters now. This is how the title is decided by these rankings. And I saw you jokingly ask in a tweet if Iowa State was doing some subtle trolling of Iowa by listing Oklahoma State as number five. Yes, it was a joke, but it got some people worked up and others defensive. We're talking about college football rankings, not terrorism in Paris. Let's, you know, lighten up a little. Dowling Catholic has a chance at history on Friday. The Maroons will try to win their third straight state football title. No 4A team has ever won three in a row. You think they get it done? Where did you go to high school, John? Dowling. And where did you go to college? Iowa. So your alma maters are 22-0 this football season? Now that you mention it, yeah. I digress. Back to your question. Uh, yes, I think Dowling wins. Whoever comes out of Central Iowa most always wins. I'd be shocked if they lost. The unthinkable <laughs> happened in UFC last night. Ronda Rousey got knocked out cold. Mm. Holly Holm pulled off the biggest upset in UFC history. This was Buster Douglas-like shocking. I was in the black hole known as Kinnick Stadium cell reception, so I had no idea until later. I could not believe it. I mean, I'm no expert on women's MMA, but Rousey just had that aura of invincibility. Turns out, punch anyone in the face hard enough, they'll go down. Or kick. Yeah, jeez, that was something. You can always email the show, sound off at whotv.com. After the Iowa basketball team's 2-0 start with beatdowns of Gardner-Webb and Coppin State, Colin Cowherd has vowed to keep Iowa out of the NCAA tournament due to a weak schedule. <laughs> Shane in Marshalltown. I may have been a little off when I predicted a 17-point Iowa win, but at least they won. Go Hawks! And how about that Cyclone game? I think they got robbed of a touchdown. That's Candyman in Newton. 60 seconds sound off. We'll get one thought and move to the next person. Uh, Dick in Des Moines, you waited a long time. Thank you. Thank you for uh, taking my call. First of all, I'd like to say that uh, Marta and Ferentz are screwing up tradition. The uh, black uniforms, you know, Halloween was over last week. I liked them. And you didn't like the, the alternate uniforms? Yeah, no, I don't like the black uniforms, and we're not Darth Vader. Okay, thank you. we got to move along. Avery and Newton. I like these. Yeah, I thought like those black hole there. I thought these were pretty good and easy to see the numbers. Avery, what do you think? Oh, how's it going? I was, I was wondering what you guys think about Coach Rhodes. Uh, do you think he's going to be in the hot seat after this, after this season? Uh, I, the seat is hot. Yeah, There's no it, doubt it about hot. it. No denying it. He's got two games left, and I think they're big games. And Jamie Pollard, I think, is going to have to make a decision at the end of the year. I think he would yep. love to find a way to, to keep, keep Paul I, Rhodes. Everyone but would, yeah. You, you have to have the fans believe that it's going to get better. Randy in Urbandale, you have the final word. And sorry. That's you a good word. Yeah. Word up. We're back next week. Hope you are, too. We leave you with the sound-off send-off. A memorable day at Kinnick Stadium and... It all started on the mat.
jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.